Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today we are going to speak to Shayna. So we're going to give Shayna a few moments to join in on the live and then we're going to get started. I see Shana now. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Are you ready? Uh, of course. Who wouldn't be ready? <laughs> oh, yay. Wonderful. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you and about your trip. So, um, I guess I'll give a regular introduction like I'm at a support group meeting. So hi, I'm Shayna. I'm 22 years old. I'm a college student. I live in Florida. Um, I've had trick ever since I was in elementary school. I just remember having a lot of bad habits. Oh, excuse my cat. She wants to be in the, she wants to be in this too, but she, okay, back to me. Um, I remember in elementary school, I had a lot of bad habits. I remember I would love to twirl my hair. I would crack my knuckles. I would bite my nails. Biting my nails is still another habit and as another body-focused repetitive behavior. But um, I just remember that I just played with my hair. I'd, I would twirl it. I would braid my hair. And like once I couldn't get my hair out of the knot, I would pull my hair out and I would have, you know, I would have a piece of my hair in my hand. And I think it was just growing up, I was always very destructive. So I had to find ways to cope. So my coping was always negative. And it was just, uh, excuse me, cat. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the point is, it's just, it was always like that. And yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Great. So when did you notice or when did you learn of the name Trichotillomania? So um, when I was 10 years old, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I was, I was in the hospital. I remember pulling my hair out. I remember it was all over my bed in the room and it was there. And I didn't even know what it was then, but I just remember that was a very big part. And then I remember like during maybe middle school, I remember I, um, I went online, I'm like, Grandma, something's not right with me. There's just something not normal with my behavior because I know it was pretty impulsive and it just naturally happened. And everyone noticed it too, but they didn't make a big, a big scene about it until I got older. So I looked it up and I'm like, I printed out the information. I handed it to my grandma. I'm like, Grandma, I have trichotillomania. And that's mm -hmm. how I figured it out. How did you feel knowing that there was a name for the behavior you were doing? I was, it felt weird not realizing that there was a name. I just, I kind of vaguely knew about it, but it wasn't so important to me until after I found the information because I was trying to find ways to resolve the actions of my habit. 
I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I can do to stop it, even after learning the name with the abilities of fixing the habit. Mm -hmm. And so when you were in school and you were doing, you know, with playing with your hair and, and braiding it and pulling it, did you kind of have that idea right away? Like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this? Or was it just something that came natural? So you continue to do it? Yeah, it just came, it came naturally. I just, I did, I just did it because I had all these habits. Mm -hmm. And so how did your grandmother react to finding out that this was an actual like thing that you were doing? She really just wanted to fix it. She wanted me to get rid of this. And she's been trying to help me through it since present. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you have done or are still doing that kind of help you when you know you're getting those urges to pull? Lately, for me, um, I've been using a scarf. I have it with me. I just like it's a headband. I just call it a scarf. I put it all over my hair and it kind of helps. Honestly, over the years, it's really hard to figure out what was good for me. And I really don't know. Like I used a little bit the, the nudge band. I found out about it through my one of the support groups and I tried it and it helped a little and it wasn't really working. So I just don't use it. But right now the, the headband scarf's been mostly working. And I guess once I'm in the trance, I'm just doing it. Eventually I stop myself. Um, I also ingest my hair. So I tend to, after I pull my hair and I, I, I do sort of consume it, I try to spit out, spit it out and I try to stop myself and I try mm -hmm. to distract myself. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting for me to hear you get in the trance too. And I know that's like a thing for people with trick. Even today, I started pulling my eyelashes and it was so hard. I kept being like, okay, that's it. No. And then at one point, I was kind of satisfied, you know, at, after I had done, you know, the whole top part, but you know, I just right. I couldn't, I couldn't continue until for some reason, my brain, my body felt satisfied with what I've done. Do you find the same thing? Yeah, it's like, it's just this mechanism, like my body's telling me, you're gonna do this to cope with whatever's in the moment. Because I really feel, um, I remember I was in one of my support groups, and we were talking about like, why we do it. And it's just, it's definitely an emotional thing. It's like, if I'm feeling stressed, or am I feeling sad, or whatever the feeling is, I'm just, I'm gonna do it to like, try to, it's like, it's just, it's just natural to do it, because I've been doing it ever since I was younger. There's just nothing else to replace the action. And like, people tell you, oh, you can replace this action, it's gonna be okay. Um, you can't tell me to just to just go cold turkey and then come back. And it's gonna come back automatically. And it's just, it's not easy. It's not easy to live with something you just have to say to yourself every day, you're going to get through this, you're going to be okay. Your hair pulling is not going to dominate your life. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. Because for you know, most of my trick life, I was I had such negative self talk. How have you kind of trained yourself to be positive? Like what did you know, tell me a little bit about that? Oh, my God, I have to thank my therapist, Sarah. Um, um, I was in my sophomore year of high school and I met my therapist, Sarah, and she helped me so much. The first day I talked to her, she's like, Shayna, you have a tool belt. That tool belt will always help you in life because it has all the little handy dandy things you're going to need. She has really taught me to be more mindful and just, you know, take each day for what it is because, you know, a lot of things have been going on right now recently. Actually, this is my final semester of college. I'm going to graduate with my associates and then I'm going to apply to my nursing you know, my nursing 
program at BC. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. I'm really excited. It's just I'm, my final class is micro and it's just been so stressful, but that's not the point of what I'm trying to say. My, I'm trying to say my therapist has helped me so much because like with my mindfulness, I've just grown to be better, kinder to myself when I'm like, I can be in the moment. I, I have like an iPad and I write, I find, I found this like PDF for gratitude. Like I write three things down every day to what I'm grateful for. Even if I'm not grateful at that moment, I just write, I try to write, I'm grateful for myself. I'm grateful for the roof I live under or my family or my cat, because the little things in life is really important. You just need to have one thing that matters to, to end, you know, to go through the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned going to support groups. When did you start going and how did you find out where to go? Well, honestly, I was really, really scared to go to support group. So I've always heard about it, but actually this year, me and my therapist, my therapist is like, Shana, you're going to a support group because this pandemic has been making me go insane. I'm like, I need human connection. I need interaction. So I go, I went on the TLC Foundation's website and they had a support group available because that's when they were still doing it. And I went on and I met all these wonderful people. I kind of, you know, had a little breakdown because I was so scared and nervous, but excited to be there. And um, ever since I, I've been going to them, um, TLC, they're not doing any right now. I think they're trying to get their, um, they're, they're getting more people to help them out so they can do bigger groups again. But mm -hmm. I've been going to some, like, I've been going to a support group that's um, leaded by someone who lives in Canada, but it's been wonderful. It's just so good to talk to people who can relate, not only people who have trichotillomania, but people with, you know, they pick at their skin or other issues, but it's mostly either someone who has hair pulling or they, they pick at their skin. Mm -hmm. Now, was that the first time you had spoken to someone or to people with trichotillomania and kind of telling your story? Sort of. Um, I don't feel like I actually just went out to the world and say, I have trichotillomania. I just, I kind of like, I think the support group was like my first to be around people who had the same issue as me. Since I think I really came out to my family first and it was just like, they didn't understand me. They didn't get understand what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And it's like something, it's like this, this feeling, this way of living with, you know, VFRB. Um, I, it's like, I don't mean to, it, I have to compare it to like someone with an addiction. They have this, mm -hmm. this way of living and they just can't get themselves to stop. But they, it's just, there's a difference. We have an issue that we are just working through every day, but theirs is different because they have resources and we have resources too. It's just, I feel like ours takes a really, really, really long time to work through because mm -hmm. I just read a post on Instagram from another BFRB and they were talking about, you know, being pulled free. And I'm just like, I can relate to that. I'm just so tired of like, having these expectations on myself because I think expectations in general are just, they're annoying. They're useless. They're a waste of breath. You know, why do we have to put all these thoughts into ourselves when we can just say, you know what, I'm just going to learn to live my life for the, what life is pure happiness, just doing things that make me feel good and my success. Mm -hmm. I love that. I feel the same way. I think pull free for me, not going to happen. Don't really need it to happen. Um, 
but yeah, I the unnecessary stress. I'm already like trying to accept this thing. I don't need to, you know, one time I tried a tracker. Oh and yeah. I, okay, like let's try other people who had success and I was like, let's see if I if I do. And then I'd pull like one and I'm like, well, I don't want to count that. It's just one. And I'm like, I'm lying about this app. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Um, yeah, so I definitely can relate to that being pull free, not not for me at all. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, when you came out to your parents and you said they didn't understand, I totally get that. It's really hard to understand what it one feels like and what the compulsion feels like. Were there anything, was there anything that they did that was helpful to you or something that you would tell other parents to do? I don't really think so. Um, my mom was very supportive, but my dad was extremely in denial about it. He's like, mm -hmm. this does not exist. This is not real because we have talked, we talked about other things that I have. And he's like, I believe this is, this is, exists, but this does not exist. And it only just broke my heart because um, it's just someone to just tell you that you are not living with this is like, it's just, it's not, it's not great, but it doesn't matter because I know I'm working through this and it matters to me. And honestly, my grandma's my sole role model. She's the one that I, you know, that, so she, she was very, she's always been supportive. She wants what's best for me. Like I've said in the, in a little bit ago, but I think, she wanted to do to do something immediately. So she looked, she researched it. She, she tried to talk to me about it. Um, she's like, Shayna, stop. She's mm -hmm. like, she's literally directing me to stop. And it really didn't help. I've been working on not doing that. Like I, through the supporters, I was talking about my relationship during that. Cause it just really enabled me to want to do it more because it just, it's like, it's like you were electric, you had an electric shock. And you're like, it's like, it just, it just, I get this feeling that I have to do it more. Like, I know she's trying to help me, but my, my mind's not taking it as help. It's just taking it as like, no, I can't, I, I, you, you're not going to listen. You're going to do it more because mm -hmm. I don't know, but that's what, it's just a lot of tension, but it has gotten better because I've talked to her about other ways she can help me. She can, put, you know, touch, touch my shoulder, try mm -hmm. to say it, not in a, in a direct way but an indirect way and it has helped it's just we're just I'm trying to find my way and my family's trying to find their way to support me and they will never I don't think they'll truly ever understand it but they have their way of supporting me and at the end of the day I'm just beyond grateful for the people in my life that I have because I'm really just grateful that I'm on this journey mm -hmm. no that's wonderful and I, and I think it's so important to find out like you said what works best for you some people can do the tracker. Some people want, you know, the, someone near them, to, you know, smack the hand away. <laughs> it just, what works for you? Like my thing now, it's like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I just, I don't need you to acknowledge it. I could be over there even just now. I was like pulling out and I'm just like, I looked at him. He looked at me and I was like, mm, one of those days, you know, just, I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm still trying to find what works best for me too. Now I noticed with myself, my trick fairly recently, not so much, but before it would go in waves. Like sometimes I'd pull so much and then I wouldn't pull at all and things would grow back. Have you ever had moments like that where you noticed yourself not pulling as much? Yeah, um, 
because I, I was telling you, um, I went in and out of the hospital throughout the years. I remember during my high school years, I didn't really pull that much. I probably, because my, my hair has always been short. So I cut it really short, kind of like had a boyish vibe to my hair. So it kind of helped it. You know, I needed something to help me because I was still pulling my hair then. But it was a lot better because I went, I went to my hairstylist. I'm like, hey, can you do something really, really short to help me just manage my short hair? And she's like, yeah, let's do this. And we did it. And I think, but then I remember when I started college, um, my first semester, I just remember, like, it was the beginning. I was just so, so stressed. And I start pulling again, like crazy, like crazy. It's just honestly... I don't remember like now I don't remember when there wasn't a time I'm pulling it's just it's a blur like I, I, I had to think about what when you first asked me about like when I started my church I wouldn't even know because it's just I can't think all the way back to when I was like a kid I can only think about the present and the present I know I'm I'm just pulling like crazy I have all this stress and anxiety and I'm just I'm struggling to like manage all this inner vibes that are so negative. And I feel like the negativity is also a part of why I pull my hair. It's just, I'm trying to find a way to cope. And I have all these different habits. Like if I'm not gonna pull my hair, then I might as well bite my nails, but I'm not biting my nails because I, I I've been doing mm -hmm. my nails and it makes me feel really good. Um, but let's be honest, doing your nails is kind of expensive, but you, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to do, let my, my natural nails grow out it's just like what I was saying. It's like one thing to another to another. It's like, if I'm going to try to stop one thing, it's going to go to another thing. And it's my, my therapist says it's all about balance. You have mm -hmm. to, you have to be grounded and you have to balance yourself out and you just have to find what, like I've been saying this whole time, what we've been talking about, we have to work what's best for us. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Have you, so like I pulled for my hair a lot, still do. I noticed people find success in wearing hats. I know you mentioned the scarf. Did, were you ever someone who wore like the, the beanie hat like all around? And was that something they liked? No, I never really wore hats. But I remember I, I saw you recently wearing a hat from A Good Stitch. And I thought that was so cute. I was just looking at all her cute little outfits. I was like, oh my god, I would love one. It's like, I never thought about hats. When I saw you wear the hat, I was like, that's cute. I I'm like, I don't know, I'm not an age where I'm just trying to do new clothes style, just, you know, figure out who I am, because I guess being in your 20s, that's just how you are. You're figuring out what's best for you, what, what's gonna, what you're going to lead up to. So, because mm -hmm. I think I had a very delayed teenage years. Like, I wasn't like other teenagers. I was just like, I want to do my own thing and like hide so no one sees me. But now I just want to be seen. I want to be heard. And I think that's why I'm so glad to be here. I'm finally being a part of something that I want to do. I just never had a voice. To, like, I did have a voice. I just always had trouble speaking my voice because because I wasn't confident in myself. I'm still working. I think we all have those moments where we lack confidence in ourselves and we're just not always like feeling our 100% like I'm a I'm a badass you know I'm just I'm just I'm trying to find what makes me me and I have people who tell me all the time you're wonderful you're great but you know I feel like deep down there's this feeling that's like you're gonna fail you're you're not enough 
and it's mm -hmm. like just pull your hair just just mm -hmm. do it just do it and you know like I'm, I'm getting older now and I'm just noticing my spot like it's it's here and it makes me really insecure like I didn't really care growing up I really didn't care <laughs> if I had like a notice I definitely embraced it more earlier because no one told me now I'm just like noticing my flaws and it's just making me feel uglier inside Mm -hmm. Well, the hard thing about trichotillomania, for sure, is that you look different every single day. Like, I might have eyelashes today, and then half missing, and then a corner, you know, and then it's like everything is different. And so something that I had to work on, and I still work on, like, every day, is being able to, like, look at myself in the mirror and be, like, happy with what I see. You know, because I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, really? You know, the negative self-talk, that started, what, when we were, like, 10 years old? You know, how, and we're trying to break this cycle. It's so hard, you know, especially if people were to point it out. That just ruined, like, that would, like, ruin my whole day, my whole week. You know, it's because it's everything. I think people don't understand or find it hard to understand how, like, encompassing trick is. It's not just me pulling the hair out. It's me. Now I'm worried that you can tell. And now I'm anxious because what if you saw it from the side and then this? And then it's living in this, like, state of paranoia that just feeds into me wanting to pull my hair out more no no yeah that's that's totally it it's just it's like it's just all i know is that i care way too much what others think of me and like my appearance and if you know i'm just, like i'm working on not caring because at mm -hmm. the i like i think i read something on instagram where it says at the end of the day no one cares what you're doing with your life or how you look they only care what they're doing because they don't want anyone to be judging them. So it's like, I have to like not care. I have to like me and I have to like what I'm doing because maybe, so what if I have this little flaw going on? At least I'm aware of it. Like I'm, I'm always trying to be aware of my, my good and bad moments because if we're aware, it's always the first step to, to get to the finish line. We're just always trying to just smooth things out and get to a good solution that like, like we were saying, we don't have to be pull free. We don't have to like, we don't have to be pulling. We could just, we could just find a happiness. That's like, okay, I am okay with this, but I can manage it and I can just be happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing that I had to force myself to do and I knew I wanted to, but I was like so scared is this whole like not wearing fake eyelashes thing. I like got into that because, um, during the, the during the pandemic, I was like, oh, no one can see me. So like, like, it was just like all gone, you know, and then if we're if you're gonna see me, it's on camera. So you can't even tell. So I just like let myself have this like, free reign. And also, you know, the whole world is experiencing trauma. So that's obviously I've been you know, internalizing that too. But um, I would wear fake eyelashes. And I was like, you know what, like, I am I have to be done now. Like, let's just try it. Let's face the world like this. See how it goes. So far, it's been pretty good. So I've been thinking to myself, okay, like, let's continue because in my head, I'm thinking what someone said something, that's it. I'm going back. But you know, as I, what I've noticed is as I've gotten older, people typically don't point things out. You know, when we were younger, I think <laughs> people were like, what's that? Why are you, why don't you have any eyelashes? Now no one's really going to say anything. So it definitely made me feel more comfortable, like being myself with, without these. And also, I would point it out myself. I, I just, it's a relevant thought. I was in high school and I'm like, hey, do I look, do I look fat? 
I just remember like just asking somebody and they're like, wait, why are you asking me this question? And I'm just like, cause I'm feeling insecure. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like there's just so many people who can relate to that feeling, that insecurity, that, that want to be needed to feel like they fit in. And that's, and it's just, that's why, because high school, high school, like everyone wants to fit in. They want to be in their clique. They want to, they want to be the in crowd, but like, as we get older, we like where we don't, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is what you feel and what you want to show and what you want to embrace. And mm -hmm. I think we just want to embrace the, our flaws and our good days and our bad days because life, you only have one chance at life and got to live it to the fullest. Mm -hmm. Now, did you ever meet anyone in high school, middle school, elementary that had trick too? No, I, I don't remember meeting anybody like that. I, like I told you, I met a lot of people virtually recently, and I'm just so grateful to all those people. They were so vulnerable. They were so honest and raw, and they're just so, as I am, really grateful to be with other people and just talk about it. And, like, we can have, you know, just the regular conversations like, okay, um, what can I do to, you know, stop picking at my skin or at my hair, or, you know, pulling my hair? And they're like, okay, let's put some type of, lotion or a band-aid or like what's like I, I put on my my headband it's just we give each other tips and advice and it's just it's like I'm like in a book or a movie like I was thinking of I don't think I actually watched it but something with the drought traveling pants something like with a group of girls and they're all together and it's just about sorority group being together and just it's nice to have people who can embrace you for you and with your good with your your you know your grid attributes and your flaws Mm -hmm. And I think there's something special about talking to someone who like just understands like, yes. they, like you know, they're gonna get it because I get it. You know, it's like it, it makes um, I feel like it makes the relationship and the friendship kind of um, like, you know, more grounded, like it's a stronger bond right away because you get me and I get you. And there's just a lot of head shaking in it all the time. We're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're like, oh, you get it? Oh, I get it too, so let's shake heads. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to a support group recently, and we all shared. And like you said, we're all like, you know, everyone's like, me too, like me too. I think the signal was like this. It was like, me too. And oh, it's cool. so comforting because I'm just like, I'm saying these things. I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm all nervous to share first time going. And then everyone's like, me too. Okay. Great. The first time is the hardest, but once you keep going, it's honestly really easy. And you're just like a part of another little family. And it's like, I have a home away from home. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yes. Now, have you seen or read about a character that maybe had trigotillomania, like maybe in a movie, in a show, in a book? I never think, I never, I, I have never thought like that. I don't, I don't, the truth is, I don't think, from my point of view, no. I don't think there's enough representation. But I remember um, from, I think, Habit Aware, they recently wrote a children's book. And I looked, I didn't really get a chance to read it. But I remember, and it was just so exciting. I was like, I wrote, I commented, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I would love more children to do that, to, you know, to read it and just, have more awareness honestly it would be awesome if someone made a character like that not only for like children but for all ages just some character we can relate to and we can say yeah i can relate because i i, I pick up my skin or i pull my hair or whatever other habit we have it would just it would be 
it would just, you, you bring people together and unite them, like the support groups and the resources. And it's just, I think we always need something more to, to start the awareness. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. I can't even imagine how my life would have been different if I saw someone like me that wasn't in like an insane asylum, like some characters I've seen or like, yeah, there's like, you know, pulling out like so much. I'm like, mm, like you're, you kind of, you know, like my, my radar goes off. Cause I'll see some, like a character put their hand up and I'm like, what, you know, I do like, what's going on? but then of course it's so dramatic. It's so um, like exaggerated that I just feel I'm like, okay, this is not helping. That's just, that's crazy. I never realized. I feel like not only with hair pulling, but they, they do that with so many other things. And it, it maybe inappropriately displaying mental health issues. I'm like, okay, this is not correct. You know, just because someone has a mental health issue doesn't mean this is how crazy they can get. I'm saying some people can manage their, their issue differently than someone else. It just, it's, it's like, um, I remember... The Sia, um, the Sia movie that came out, that was actually, I'm autistic. And it, the point is, um, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy the representation because they did not approach, they didn't, it wasn't even about hiring the correct actor. It was about how they displayed the person on the spectrum. That just, it felt insincere. It felt like they were doing it just to make the movie. I feel like when you're doing something for a sincere purpose, you have to do it because you want to show the truth. You want to show what's vulnerable and real. Like there are there are documentaries out there of all different times showing terrible things that happen. Like whether there is like a good thing going. Like I remember um, I was watching. I didn't. I don't think I watched the documentary, but I saw it, and it was about somebody who had some you know a bad eating disorder, and it didn't go well for them. But there was good representation because it was an actual story. The story, I think, when there's good representation, it's because there's an actual real person behind the story. You're just, if you make up the story, it's false. It's not always going to be sincere. It's just not going to depict what we, what we, the communities, want to show the audience. Mm -hmm. Right. And it is so interesting that they will have elements of these disorders. So they know enough, right? But they just don't put in that extra effort to, like, make it something that the people who have it would appreciate it. It is, it's such an interesting, um, um, but what would be some advice that you would give someone with trick who is on the verge of wanting to share, but they're still a little nervous? Hmm. That's a really good question. I, I think that they should think about it first. I, 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 I'm a thinker. I'm always thinking. And I think they have if this is what they really want to do and they really want to share I think they have to have a serious talk with themselves and they say okay do I want to share my story do I want to do I want to put myself out there because I want to send the right message or is it because I need that I need the support because I don't have the support at home and once I thought about you know, once they thought about it I would then and they feel that they want to do it I think they should do it, but with the right set of people, whether they want to come out with their family, whether they want to meet, go to a support group like I have gone to and they want to, you know, I, I, I've met a lot of people through the support group when it's their first time and a lot of them tend to cry. So they're just so happy and grateful for this opportunity to just share and 
be vulnerable because, you know, not many people have good home lives where some people are just not accepting. I'm, I'm just, I'm really grateful that I grew up in a home where there was love and kindness and caring because if I didn't have my grandma around, I don't think I'd be the same person I am now. So I'm hoping that that person is comfortable with who they, who they share it with and they're, they're allowed to express themselves because in this world, we are allowed to have a voice. We should not be afraid to speak up and be heard because my grandma always tells me smart girls speak up and that no opinion or thought is stupid. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's great. No, that's perfect. And I think that's really great advice because some people it's like not in their best interest to ever share. Like they don't want to, maybe they'll like, you know, read things or like, you know, maybe they'll connect with other people, but they just don't want to. And so, yeah, I, I think it's beautiful advice to think about what works best for you. Like that's great. Um, what do you do for self-care? Oh, self-care. So I don't know. I don't know how to describe self-care, but because I'm a college student, I have a lot of already I have a lot of stress. So I try to for me, I'm a I'm a very big fan of Korean culture. So I tend to watch Korean dramas and I like I like to just distract myself with things that make me happy. So I, I also like to read. So I read. I watch K-dramas, I listen to Korean pop. I'm just, that's what I'm really interested in. So I just, I do things that make me happy. And I think that's the best form of self-care. When you're doing something in your element, that's just like, yeah, I'm loving it. I, I feel great. And, you know, because I feel like when I hear the word self-care, I think of um, a spa day. I think we put on, you know, you put on the little, the little, I think, cucumbers, and mm -hmm. you put on a mask, and you're just, oh, but I don't think it's always about relaxing. I just think it's about what makes you happy. If you can relax with something that makes you happy, then I think your mind can just, like, I feel like, especially with my hair pulling, if I'm doing something that makes me happy, I think that will help me distract myself because mm -hmm. I am busy. Like, if I'm not busy, I think I'll have a very easy, ch easier chance to want to pull my hair. And okay, but the point is self-care is about what makes you happy and my interest is what makes me happy and what my self-care is. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. I think that's so true. A lot of it's like, light a candle, take a bath. But no, you're right. Doing things that make you happy that are not going to make you want to pull your hair. Now, have you ever noticed a show or a movie that it triggers you and kind of wants, makes you like kind of reach up like, oh, like there's something about this movie or the show that's like triggering me or not? Honestly, because of what I watch, I think I'm always triggered by something. I'm just going to be like, holy cow, oh my God, what's going to happen next? I'm just like, I have like, I feel like it's definitely when I'm feeling in the moment, that's going to make me want to go to that moment. But when I, when I have my tool and I use it, I, I think it just reminds me not to do it. So I feel more in the moment. I'm just, oh, it's like, like everyone has something that helps them. But I think that no matter what, I think certain things are just going to trigger our behavior. And if we're going to be like watching a show or maybe we're having a certain conversation with somebody, like I remember... I had a certain conversation with my dad and he sometimes just having a conversation with a family member is not always fun because there could be tension between the con in the conversation. You never know where you're going to talk with your loved ones. And it just, and afterwards I was just like so stressed and I just, I was like pulling, I was playing with my hair. I was just like in such a 
really like annoyed, stressful mood. And I just, it was cause I was triggered by what we were talking about. So I feel like anything could trigger what, what might be. It's just, it depends. Mm -hmm. Are there any certain locations maybe that Sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm like in my dining. This is like my desk dining room area. Like we don't really eat here. We just use it for like our computers. And I sit here and I, I get like playing and in my living room. I just and those are like my main two areas. And I think it's because I'm so used to sitting there and I'm just like I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna do. It's just my hands just get to where they want to go. And and I think that. Honestly, it doesn't really happen when I'm communicating with someone. Usually I'm like giving my 100%, I'm just giving the eye contact, I'm just talking and I'm like, here I am, I'm very aware of the moment. I'm not gonna embarrass myself with my problem. I'm just gonna be in this moment. I'm just gonna show the best self and not do that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I recently was driving, I, had, I got rid of my car, I don't need it anymore. And so I was driving my boyfriend's car and one of the triggering spots is like just resting my hand on the window, it goes right to where I want. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't driven in so long. And now I, like, I drove for like maybe two or three days in a row. And I'm like triggered by that. I'm like, oh, well, now I have to sit on the hand because I forgot that that was a place. You know what I mean? It's always trying to adapt and figure out what, what can I do? Um, so I can start again, but that is such an amazing awareness. Like, like, there's like, I know that there's certain things I'm aware of, but like the fact that you're just so aware of that little moment, just one moment of being aware of this, of this instance is just like, it changes everything. It's like, oh, I know what to do to stop it right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Yes, I try. But then I go, what's strange, not even strange, just what it is, is that sometimes I'll know, like, I'll know something will trigger me. And then I will still pull my hair out anyway. Like, so that's like my, my new like battle, my new thing that I'm working on is like, I know that the second I touch my eyelashes, I'm going to want to do it. So why am I letting it? But you know, that's a whole other thing. But you know, I do. Yeah. So I try to sit now, you know, I haven't driven in a few days, but you know, I'll try to sit on the hand. But yeah, it's, it's not only for me now finding the, the awareness, it's like making the choice to not do it, even though I want to really bad. And you give yourself a pat on the back. You, you're, you're doing it. You know, um, people are telling me, stop saying I'm trying. Just say you're doing. I don't even know if that's really helping, but I think just using the right phrases can actually help you have what we've been talking about, a positive attitude. And it's just, it's so easy to be negative. But if we say the right things to ourselves and to others, like, my therapist always tells me, like, for other reasons, she tells me, it's always in how you communicate and deliver the message. So if we deliver a certain message to others the right way, they're going to deliver it back to us. It's if, how, if we deliver it to ourselves the right way, I think because if we talk to ourselves like we're our own best friend, we're going to probably have a better result. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. It's been really wonderful speaking with you. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to talk about? I think I've talked a lot already. I'm just... I'm really glad. I just, I just like I've been saying, I really wanted to show and spread awareness and be a part of something. And I'm glad I could be a part of something that I can be vocal about because this is who I am. And it's not gonna, it's not gonna dominate who I am, but it's something I'm gonna always be working through. And I think we can all relate to that. And I also want to congrats 
you your new book. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited. I definitely am going to purchase it. Oh, great. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming on and you being vulnerable and talking about your truth and your life and everything. And I hope to talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, Shayna. Bye.